conversations, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so we initially decided to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And along with the podcast, we thought it'd be a good idea to do some video. Hence the video here. Gives people an opportunity to see what we look like. You know, so they can kind of attach a face with the voice. And kind of get a better idea, a better perception of who we are as the show goes on. Things we talk about various topics and go in depth and dive deep. They get a better idea. Yes, they dive in. <laughs> they get a better so, idea how did this are. idea come come about, Mr. Lucas? How did this idea come about? You know, um, basic conversation. I mean, we have these conversations. Um, we have had these conversations in the past, and you and I both are. Explorers, um, self-developers, uh, people who seek more knowledge, more information um, that we can use to more effectively get through this thing called life. And as we discussed, why not share that information with others? If we um, if we learn something that's valuable and helpful. That can make our lives easier and also allow us to become better versions of ourselves. Why not share that with other people and help them on their journey as well? With that in mind, though, we're going to be having conversations. We're going to be talking about different things. But what are some of the things that that, that you think are important to share? Some things that you've experienced. Um, intuition, self awareness, spirituality. Those are some of the main things for me. Yeah. Is this, is this, would you say that this is, as far as priorities and importance in your life, that this has been a more recent thing or something that you've always been pulled, a direction you've always been pulled in? Or? No, I think for me, I've always been spiritual. I just didn't know what word to describe it as as a child, but I knew that I was in tune. And being in church, I knew what they were saying that wasn't wrong. Right. Um, <clears throat> but as an adult, I would say after 30 is when things started to happen that really opened my eyes to being more learning that there's more to life than just what we see, hear, and feel. I, I call those triggers. What were some of the triggers? One or two of them. A trigger. That there, were, there were many, but at the moment I can't think of some of the first ones, but later it was being pulled toward watching shows that dealt with the paranormal. That intrigued me, and it's, it's always intrigued me. Um, and then after that, actually having my own First hand, first hand accounts. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's uh, there's always that gap between, I guess, what what could be considered purely spiritual uh, and practical. I mean, the things that, that go on in the physical. When I say practical, I think a lot of that is manifestation in the, in the physical world. How does that manifest? Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the things that we should be doing? to cause things to manifest, how can we affect that? But I think it really is uh, something that has to be personal. 
bunch of different angles. There's a mental side of it. There's a spiritual side of it. There's a physical side of it. There's a practical side of it. There's just so much involved. So I think tying that together is huge. So many people out there that, that uh, they feel a, a certain way about a certain thing. And, but I think the other side of that, I think where we come in, is where we, can, we can help them understand why they might feel certain ways and some of the things that they're thinking, where that's coming from, at least based on our knowledge and experience. I think a really good benefit, side effect of that is going to be uh, the opportunities us to grow. And I think um, my intention for the people watching, I would hope that people watch with an open mind and an open heart so you can leave yourself room to be flexible and free to change your mind if you have been stuck in the past. Right. That's, that's another thing with me that's huge. I, I don't think nearly the same way that I thought 10, 20 years ago. Giving yourself permission to be open to change your mind is, is really big for me. It's, it's huge. So if somebody were to if, if, if somebody were to just walk up to you and say, "Who are you?" or tell me tell me a little about yourself in thirty seconds. Tell me about yourself in thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they would not. Uh, they wouldn't get the whole story. <laughs> But what, is, what do you think would be important enough to share? What would come into your mind right off the bat? Um, other than the mundane, the physical side of myself being a mom, um, a business owner for the past 17 years, um, I think I'm a highly spiritual person. I feel like I'm a mystic. I feel like I am more in tune with my spiritual self than I am sometimes with my physical self. So it's been a it's a hard balance. And I think I am a person that um, I've been told that I've, I'm very wise. I hold a lot of wisdom for my years, and just a friendly welcoming person right. that seems to heal people without even trying to. And when I say heal, I'm, I'm not meaning hands-on, physical things. Right. I mean healing from a conversational standpoint, just emotional, um, well, that's on a, an energetic level. Yeah, it's just to kind of dive into that. Do you think it has something to do with maybe I would think there would be at least two different types of intuitive people. Those who who sense things and hold it in, and those who sense things and kind of speak on them or let it out or whatever. You think that might be what it is that people, I you, think you so. sense that about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people, when they're around me, they do feel free to be themselves. Right. No judgment. No judgment. That's that's one thing I believe to my core is is no judgment. No, no. I mean, who who are we to judge? And and by what standard? Exactly. You know, it's almost like what do you, what can you what can you judge somebody off of? 
<laughs> other than some type of standard that you made up. I know, I mean, there's there's a basic moral code, I suppose, but that in itself is a, you know, flexible or, or you know, what's respected you or just something like that. Absolutely. So, yeah. What would you say, uh, if, if somebody said to you, I heard you're doing a podcast, and I'm thinking about listening in, but what could I expect to get out of it, or how would it benefit me? I feel like our podcast would feed people on different levels, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, everyday things that you do, I feel like our podcast will shine light on the spiritual aspects of those things and how you can tie in your spiritual self and your journey in with your daily life. Mm -hmm. How you can improve yourself on different levels. Um, I do. I really feel like that's going to allow that to happen. So I posed the, the same question to you. If someone asked you what was your podcast or your blog about, what would you tell them? Um, I would say it was about uh, exploring and expounding on existence. Um, yeah, existence, basically. I mean, it's pretty broad. It's a pretty broad category when you think about it. It's having those conversations, though, about those things that pertain to existence, to be, to exist. What does it mean to exist? What, uh, and what goes along with that? How do we exist? On what levels do we exist? Right? And how do we learn more about that? And then, when we learn more about that, how do we apply that to our lives in a way that's useful, beneficial, that helps us grow? Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I love about, you know, that's why I was in doing podcasts and making videos and whatnot was the little tips and tricks you get. It's amazing how a 30-second bit of information, or, or, or you can watch somebody take something that seems so complex and just simplify it, and then turn that into one little trick. So when you take in that information and you know, okay, you know the backstory. Uh, some, say someone gets, let me throw this out there, someone's angry. They snap on you, right? And that can affect you in so many different ways, especially when you feel like you don't deserve it, you know? So it's a mental thing. It, it, it actually can hurt your spirit. When people say that hurts my spirit, it can actually hurt your spirit. It helps when you understand some of the things that they may be going through, the energy level that, they, that they're on, the vibes that they're putting out, the vibes that they've received, how they process that information. What they're sending to you, where you're at right now, uh, how you process that information, that interaction, and then you can take all of that, and and you can you can take it and bring it to a practical uh, sense. It's a lot easier to understand, a lot easier to act on when you know the backstory, you know some of the things behind it. And something simple could be like, you know, when something that happens, stop for a second, take a deep breath, center yourself. And that sounds sounds wrong, but when you understand why, 
and understand what's going on. I think that's huge. I think it could be it could be a big 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 help, and a lot of that is not necessarily um, information coming straight from my brain, but stuff that I've come across that I found useful, things that I've used in my own life, or, or information that I've bumped into, and I can I can point people to that information. I can say, hey, this is a great book you might want to check out. You know. This is a great video. This person over here was talking about this or that, and this is some of the things that they touched on, and I agree with this, and you might want to look at it. So I think it's just it's, it's, it's an opportunity to be an information source. And if somebody said, what would I gain from stopping by and checking out your podcast or watching a video, I think you tap into some useful, practical information that can help you elevate yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah. I agree. So, Absolutely. A little longer than 30 seconds, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I remember one of the things when I first started on my journey about, <clears throat> on my serious journey, probably about six or seven years ago, one of the first things I learned was to practice compassion. And compassion when someone cuts you off in traffic, to automatically not jump to the conclusion that they're being a butthole, but say maybe they're rushing to the hospital. They have a loved one that's sick or what you just don't know. So just don't assume and practice some sort of compassion. So that was one of the first things I started with that kind of helped me get out of my myself, not just focus on what they are doing to me, but to put myself in their shoes. Or maybe the cashier at the local grocery store has a, a mean look on her face. It's not about me. Maybe her feet are hurting. Maybe she has, you know, pain in her back. You don't know. So I've learned to just... That, that did teach me back then to just, you know, send them some good energy. Yeah. Because, you know, thoughts are things and you can push that some goodness off to somebody else. You know, I, I, when you said that, what it made me think about was the fact that um, there's, there's balance in nature. Balance exists in everything. And where there is good, where there's positive, and I know we like to, we like to speak on positive things. We try to keep it positive uh, in our daily lives, and that's what we're going to attempt to do here. And at the same time, there's that balance. There is a negative aspect of it, a negative component. And when you said that about the assumptions, it made me think about there's, well, there's actually two things you can do. You can assume the positive or assume uh, the, the positive in your life, like it's not about you or assume that there's something that's very important or happening in their life that, you know, you can make that assumption. But also, when you acknowledge the negative component, maybe it is about you. Maybe she looks that way because she doesn't like you. She doesn't like the way you look. But what good does it do you? To, to when you when you absorb that right. and, and dwell on that and think about it, what good does it do you? Yeah. And I agree. I agree. That could be, it could be that. But then again, it's still... Right. 
And then so why her, would why would her, you give it energy? And maybe it's something that triggered. Maybe I look like somebody she didn't like as a child. True. But again, it's within her, so right. it's like it's not mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can't give it energy. Hey, we, it's like we have those choices. There are choices right. going on the positive all, or the negative. Absolutely. It's all about choice. And we don't want to give the negative any life. So in that situation, why would we use that's a rabbit hole right there? We can we can talk about that one. That's a topic. That's another episode. Um, yeah, that's another episode. So, and, and earlier I asked you a question about yourself. Um, who are people? What would you tell somebody? You had 30 seconds to sound like who you are. Um, I think if I would answer that question, I would say that I am a curious individual, a, a knowledge seeker. Um, that's an understatement. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let's 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 expound on that. What do you mean? That's understatement. What would you? How would you describe me? Thirty second bit sound like. I would describe you as <clears throat> a very empathic person. Um. You're very in tune with how you see or you, how you feel about things. Um, you're able to express it clearly yourself. Um, highly intelligent, motivated. I would say that you are. <laughs> you're a. Just putting out there. I mean, you're a forever student. Forever student. I would say you are a forever student. There's nothing wrong with being a forever student when you're improving upon yourself. Yeah. When everything that you do, you're trying to improve and better yourself. Um, but more than being a student, you do apply the things that you you learn. I appreciate. It. So I, I, I do. That is definitely one thing I admire. Um, you're just a good-hearted person. You really are. Yep. It's one. Tell you one of the things that I, it, it has to do with self improvement, self development. What are some of the things that we can improve on? I know for me, one of the things that I can improve on is patience. I could, I could definitely, um, God, it's a work in progress, but I tend to be impatient in a lot of different things. Uh, and the thing about it is, it, it, it's typically uh, aimed inside. I find it easier to be patient with others than I am with myself. You know, that's one thing. But what's one thing that you think you stand a little improvement on? Um, I think conquering fears. Mm. Fears of the unknown. Because I think as human, humans, we are creatures of habit. And we like things to stay the same as much as we want change. But we're fearful of that change because it's unknown. We don't know how it's going to turn out. So that's something that I have to continue to, to push through. Um, and forced, forced change has always worked best for me. <laughs> well, 
when I don't have a choice. Right, right. right. But when I have an option uh-huh. to do one thing or the next, you know, I'm most likely not going to tackle the new thing until I'm pushed. But I'm working on challenging myself to to be to look at change as not just change but transformation, mm-hmm. and to be have that opportunity to be a better person wow. or better than what I was before. So from a, um, you know, I, I know this is an introductory podcast a topic, but I'd like to approach that, what uh, you just said. I'd like to approach that from uh, a spiritual standpoint and also practical. Uh, perspective, but I think it's most important to to broach that spiritually first. What are some of the things that you think uh, is that that is that the spiritual dialogue, that internal dialogue, the the your your where you're at spiritually? How do you think that plays into um, a desire to change, or and also? The ability to work through those changes. That's probably more even more important when change happens. How do you it's like a ship going through the waves, you know? What does that do to you on a, on a, a person on a spiritual level? How would you change? How does change affect me on are people on a spiritual level? Yeah, I would level? say people in general. I mean in your mind, how would you it's kinda of hard to say, but I look at it as being tested that in life we're we're supposed to have a portion you know a a certain amount of faith mm-hmm. and trust that things will come about and if you don't have some sort of spiritual like a a spiritual gps or some type of um connection to you know, a higher power, or within yourself, you kind of flail in the wind mm-hmm. when change is presented to you, because some people can literally break if change, the change that they don't want is facing them. Um, <clears throat> so I think, um, you know, it's just, a, it's like a, a big test, a test of faith. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's how I see, and that, that's how I feel like being spiritual or, you know, spirit connected with that. I'm kind of losing my train of thought. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I had so many thoughts trying to wrap right. that all together. Into that. So it's basically <clears throat> when you have to see through it and see to the other side. And, yeah. And, and yeah, trust, faith. faith that things will work out for the best. Maybe not like you expect them to, but it will happen, happen for the best. Right. right. So in that, what would you think some of the, or what would you say some of the practical steps? How do you, how do you deal with it? When you, when you're going through a big change, what are some of the things that you do to steady yourself at each point through that? One of my main go-tos is meditation. Mm-hmm. And I, I need downtime. Mm-hmm. I need time away, break away from all television, you know, my telephone, my cell phone, 
people in general, I have to break away and have quiet time. And that's not always just to meditate, but just to reflect and be. Because if I don't have that, then I don't know who I am. I don't know where my boundaries are. And I don't know what I feel like spiritually. Because when you're a person that's very spiritually um, empathic, you tend to feel into everybody else's stuff. Even their thoughts can affect how you sense yourself. So you have to break away. And that gives me an opportunity to to know exactly who I am, to steady my own ship, and then kind of face problems. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though it's still not always easy, because I might have to do that several times a day. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. What's you and what's somebody else. Absolutely. And I love being in nature. Nature is one of the most grounding places you can be because it does take away. It's In my eyes, it snatches all kind of crap off of your energetic field. Yeah. It really does. So just being here right now, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. So what, what would you say to somebody who, um, they, they, they say, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to meditate. I don't know. I don't know this special secret process, this special thing that you have, technique that you have to learn to meditate. Is it that complicated? Or No, it's not. You know. What I would suggest <laughs> is that you go to YouTube <laughs> and click on a guided meditation and just follow it. It's just as simple as that. Just as simple as somebody. Just as simple. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to, because no one way is the right way. That's a good thing about everything spiritual. What works for you may not work for me. Right. right. And vice versa. It's just that simple and that that clear. So don't pressure yourself. That's, I think one of the things that confused, made things more confusing for me and a little more difficult to understand at first was that anytime you enter a new area, there's just so much, so many different perspectives and they're presented in a way that's absolute almost like if you, this is how you do it. That worked for the person that came up with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. It worked for them. Uh-huh. So, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> uh-huh. So, I, so you'd like you to suggest, like I would suggest that you look at different forms. Yeah, just at, poke around. Absolutely. Look around. Poke into different forms because you may be the person that that really does like a walking meditation through a park where you focus on a plant or a flower and that's all you're looking at is just focusing and admiring that plant and not thinking of anything else. Some people clean their home and they're meditating mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. You can meditate washing dishes. Mm-hmm. You can meditate doing anything. You could meditate chanting mantras Mm -hmm. so whatever resonates with you is what i recommend you do and you don't know that until you actually try different things right right i was going to ask you like some of the other some other things that you could do to kind of center yourself and work yourself through it but it almost seems like anything you do can be considered a form of uh a way because some people they i go running but you, they're meditating. You really are. You're yeah. in a zone. That's basically what meditation is, yeah. is being in a zone and you are focused on one thing mm-hmm. or either nothing. <laughs> and, that, and that's, I think that's, that's, uh, that's another part of the question. When you say you're going through a, 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 
put a tax on your experience or a sudden change or there's a lot going on. When you do meditate, do you try to do you try to clear your mind completely or focus on one thing? No, that or doesn't work for me. For me, um, and it depends because I am, um, I'm pretty sure I was considered ADHD. Really? I'm sure. And I'm pretty sure I'm still ADD. But it's a gift. You think so? Yeah. Um, For me, I would say guided meditations work well. And I also like binaural beats and frequencies because they tend to put me in a place quicker than other things. You know, trying to be quiet because my mind isn't quiet. I I'm so in tune with things that it's very difficult for me to completely empty my mind. What about affirmations? When hearing them, because uh, I've seen during a meditation, you mean? Well, yeah, like I there's audio great... that that encompasses all of that together. How does that work for you? For me, that's subliminal Somebody hypnosis. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. It works. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it works very well when you are, you know, about to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's good to fall asleep on things like that. It all works. Um, But I don't consider that a form of meditation. Right. I I feel that it's subliminal messaging and you're trying to program your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind as opposed to to, uh, meditating and clearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything other things that you would that you would do personally that you would suggest to somebody to kind of show themselves along the way? Um, outside of meditation or simple meditation, I guess. Any any specific things that you do that you found to be helpful? I mean, meditation, if we if we classify meditation as simply getting alone, being quiet. Um, trying to clear your mind or, or minimize the things that you're thinking about. If we if we kept it that simple, what's something else that you found helpful? Like maybe uh, focusing on particular objects or or, or focusing on a, a a different type of thought or doing a specific simple activity or anything like that. Um, I have in the beginning. I did try focusing on candle flames. Hmm. That's a great way to open up your your third eye, and it does work. But no, for me, I, I I never did. I never it never called to me to do all these other things because when I found what worked, I stuck with it. Um, but there there are a whole host of things you could do to to ground yourself, to center yourself, to become more clear. Mm-hmm. I think, what uh, about you? Do you do? Do you have anything that you I, like to to practice? Actually, um, the meditation aspect of it, I like to apply it to. It goes for me. It goes way back, but there's certain things that I learned along the way that just kind of stuck, uh, like in the military, mm-hmm. when the steps to solving a problem. That's your basic curriculum. You go to leadership school or whatnot. They, you know, they, they give you a basic plan. You see it in business school and 
all these other places. It's the same thing. Uh, people have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. But basically, when that change happened, if, if, it's, if it's a problematic situation, it's a problem, then the steps to it, you have to you know, identify the problem. Foremost, some people say define the problem or not. What is the problem? You know, um, and then what are what are the, the uh, possible solutions to the problem? And then you have to pick a solution to it. And then you have to, you know, amongst the different options that you have, kind of qualify the best one. And then you you kind of act on that decision. And then you follow through. You know, you kind of supervise. You, you follow up on it. So those are like the basic steps that you go through. But I find that it's one thing to say, it's another thing to do it. And it helps to, like you say, meditate on, on, on the steps. And that's where it comes together. It's the craziest thing. But mm -hmm. to sit down and when you want to identify the problem, sometimes it's not as simple as you think it is. This change occurs and this problematic situation arises and you're thinking that, you know, it's, it's uh, like it's cut and dry. But like we discussed earlier, there's so many things that could be behind that that situation. Mm -hmm. The problem is this person's treating you this way, but you didn't really. Did you? Is that the whole problem? Like, did you really identify the problem? Is there something that you're doing? Is it your behaviors? Is it the way that you're conducting business? Is it the way you're doing things? Is it the way something that's going on with them. So it helps to kind of pull back and break things up to little tiny bits, and then actually give a lot of thought to that one tiny component. So how do you do that? What is your meditation? I, or what does your thought process look like when you're doing that? Kind of like 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 how, how I described it, those components. But So you would meditate on every component? In sequential order, believe it or not. Um, it, I would, the problem itself, and for me, that's just getting in a quiet place and just, just stopping and just thinking. And it's the so weird... But do you connect or do you consider meditation thinking or meditation just clearing your mind? Because Actually, I think it's, it can be both. Um, and this is just, just my position, but I think it can be both. I think that, um, you know, some people would say, some people would break it up and they say, okay, you can medit meditation is emptying out your mind and concentration is filling it up with that one thing and focusing. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that um, it's it's finding out, figuring out how to dump every distraction mm -hmm. um, for at least temporarily or for a while, but uh, shining a light on on that thing that that you need to you need to work out or what you need to think through. For me, that's what it is. Helps out tremendously. I can let go of everything that's weighing me down. Focus on that one time component. Sometimes I don't focus on anything. Sometimes I just that thoughts go in my head, you know. But sometimes I break it down. I focus on that one component, and then and that's where I get my possible solution. That's how I work through a lot of problems and change that I have. Because if you don't, it's overwhelming. It's just coming at you like boom, and, and you you know it's, it's like being on a football field. You got I got the other team on the other line. They're going to come at me, and I have to try to get past them. And if, as long as I'm thinking like that, you know, it's it's only luck if I get through it. I just ran and they happened not to tackle me. But when I can slow things down, 
don't know who's here and who's here and who's here. It, it, you know, and then, then it goes down to okay, which which way his body's angling, which way his head's turned. Right. When you when you meditate, you can you have a, the ability to slow down time. I truly believe that you slow things down, and and you you, you have you have a, a an ability to process things um, a lot faster than you would be able to if you weren't able to get that type of clarity or that type of focus. Yeah. See, that's where we are. We approach our our spiritual connection a little bit differently. I um I open up mm-hmm. when I say I meditate. Sometimes I I will do a guided meditation, but if I have a problem or if I want an answer to a specific situation, um, I actually pose the question to spirit. That's when you say guided. Guided versus unguided. Right. Unguided Mm -hmm. is when I do this on my own. When I open up to God and I ask a question Mm -hmm. and I literally get answers. I may not get it immediately but usually I do within the first I would say day or a couple of days. And it may come in a dream. It may come sitting next to a person at a restaurant and I overhear them talk about the same thing that I'm inquiring about and I get the answer. It can come on television. It can yeah. come in many ways. That's interesting. In nature. Um, that happens to me, but I don't, I don't, um, I don't ever really focus on it. Like that. I mean, I don't, I don't ever, to me, it's like if I ask a question, I can literally ask it on the fly. Yeah, that's and, what I'm and saying. Answer, you know, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I don't have to stop right. and, you know. I don't, yeah. And it, it's not always that I stop and do that. I right. may wonder about this. Right. And, I'll, and I even, it's to the point now that I could work on a person. I'm right. working on at work on mm-hmm. a client. And I have a thought or a question in my head. And the next thing that comes out of their mouth is the answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs> and it never feels like, okay. <laughs> that adds, and it's out of, it's random. It's out of the blue. They could be talking about something totally different. Uh-huh. And it's weird. They will end up talking about exactly what I've, I'm thinking and asking about. But let me ask you this. Have you, because this has happened to me a time, you'll get outside confirmations of, a particular thought, like say you're debating in your mind, has this ever happened to you? Like you're debating about a, a possible course of action, and then you lean towards a specific one at, at a point in time, and you say, you know, this is probably the best thing to do. I probably should do this, this, and that. And at that point, something happens, and it's almost like it's a confirmation saying, okay, now you're thinking along the right path. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Go that way. Mm-hmm. You know, good job. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. what, what are some of the things that have happened to, that you felt like kind of confirmed what um, you're thinking? Well, just a couple weeks ago when I, I told you about the rainbow incident gotcha. where I was sitting out having coffee uh, one morning and uh, I asked Spirit, you know, am I on the right path? As far as working, you know, working toward the podcast and doing some other things that a couple of ventures that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and um, as soon as I opened my eyes, it was a double rainbow. <laughs> and to me, rainbows represent, you know, you're on the right 
Right. You can't get no clearer than that. That's <laughs> and a double rainbow. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, I had seen two prior to that. Two double rainbows. So that was like, hell yeah, girl, you are on the right path. <laughs> so that was one, and that was very, very clear and very fast. I got that answer like that, that confirmation. Hmm. Where some of the, uh, you mentioned other ventures. Give me one, one venture of that you. An idea that's come to you that you wouldn't mind pursuing, or that you've given thought to pursuing, or bring it to life. One is intentional candles, mm-hmm. because I I feel like uh, this is a intentional candles have been around for years, but I really don't feel like the world has been. The world doesn't know them like they should. Mm-hmm. They're so useful, and I really, I strongly feel like people should be have an active process in manifesting and co-creating mm-hmm. their desires. So, for a layman who's never heard of that before, they have no idea what an intentional candle is. What's a, what's a brief description of an intentional candle? An intentional candle is a candle that is made specifically for. Your a desire, a want, or a need. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to bring more money into your life, you want to bring more love into your life, these candles are Reiki infused with those specific intentions to help you draw those things into your life. Mm-hmm. Or there are candles that will remove things from your life that you don't want. But this is just another form of a person focusing their energy the the candle already has its own energy, but you, along with that, will put your energy into the candle to bring those things into the physical realm. That's called manifestation. Manifestation. Absolutely. And some people will be really surprised at how powerful they are. And to me, this is just a way to for people to realize that you are powerful. Mm-hmm. Your mind is powerful, mm-hmm. and this is just one form of being able to focus that energy in, in a positive way. The main thing that I have to say about manifestation is, I can only talk about my experiences. I mean, because I'm not like this. Hey, these are the steps that you take to manifest. Because I can honestly say that. I have not always just done those steps that people lay out mm-hmm. that you see in books. Like, sit back and visually see where you are. And then next, feel how it would feel right. to experience <laughs> that particular thing. Right. I've, I've, I haven't always done that. But I have manifested things without we're intense things. I've done written manifestation. I can tell you a year ago. A year ago, I have a purple book. 
just like this, a composition book. I labeled it, everything in this book is reality. And everything in this book turns to gold. Basically, I, meant, I intended that book to be a written, that it was going to be my life, basically. And I will tell you, almost everything in that, that book that I wrote last year has actually come to pass. Has it come to pass in a way that I would have wanted it to? No. And that's the thing with manifestation. You don't always get it the way you think you're going to get it. But you get it. And these are big things. So. That's, uh, that's interesting. Maybe, as soon as you said that, I thought about us. Twilight Stone episode that I saw not long ago. You know, um, in this episode, there was a shop owner and his wife, and they were having a hard time financially. I mean, it, the whole neighborhood was, the whole community was. And this woman came and sold him a bottle. And the truth of the matter was, she got the bottle out of the trash. And he felt bad for who gave her a bottle, didn't do the things he wanted her. Wife kind of scolded him. But it was a genie from that. And the genie offered him four wishes. And he he wished. And every time he wished, it just didn't turn out the way he thought it was was going to turn out. And what I find so interesting, there was a lesson there. And it was uh, being specific. <laughs> you know, he was so broad. When he was, I cringed when he wished for something. Leaving the back door wide open, you know? Mm -hmm. hmm. And even when you're being specific. Missing points there. Always, there's always something that will be affected. Um, not that it's taken away from anyone else, but it's just never going to be perfect. And not that it's going to turn out bad, but it's not going to be all, always perfect. It's just the way it works. There's always a plus and a minus. There's always a positive and a negative. Plus. And that's why I always end anything that I write, any petition, any affirmation with or desire that I'm intending to come into my life to, I, I ask God to bring it for my highest and greatest good the greatest good of all concerned mm -hmm. if I am concerned about other people mm -hmm. <laughs> not all the time and I am but yeah and that, that's another thing when you said that the way you said that it kind of made me want to bring up a point because you asked God so often we we we, we hear different perspectives where one thing is either this way or that way and you come up under a rigid religious a lot of thoughts that you're not familiar with and seem foreign to you. And people tell you that they're wrong because it doesn't fit that very normal, narrow, that normal. I mean, that's, that's wrong for a thousand different conversations right there. But I always thought that was interesting. You know, people think that in order for them to, some people think that I'm going to have a conversation with them, that they don't know the things that are, have an intense desire for it that's wrong. wrong. But even, you know, it's like, no, desire that you're supposed to desire for a thing, that you're supposed to have desire, it's 
I mean, if you don't have desire what's, what's, or inspiration, what's the point? then you don't improve upon anything in life. And we're here to learn. We're here to become better versions of ourselves. And then we were before. That's so desire is natural and it's okay. Now, if you're desiring um, there is, I mean, it desires only the energy behind thought. Yeah, it's yeah. the thought, it's the intention that you have, and the the, the, the type of desire, I guess. Right. Hey, you could say, I want a million dollars. Yeah. But you could also say, I want his million dollars, or her That's million right. dollars. I want her to be broke, and I want all of her money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's like, wait a minute, now, now we're, we're in a different territory mm -hmm. here. You know, yeah. so anything can be tainted or, or twisted right. and made bad. That reminds me of the, um, you know, like a fire. You can use fire to cook food, to warm your home, and you can use fire to burn down someone else's home or to hurt them. So it's just the tool. Every time when I'm listening to you talk, it just you know I think I'm like I'm a visual person, and I'm, there's always a memory or something that kind of ties to to mm -hmm. that. But when you said that, you know, I thought about the movie Greenlight, mm -hmm. and I thought about when he tried to save those little girls, and they thought he had killed those little girls. And I remember what John Coffey said. He said he killed them with your love. That's what they do in movies; they kill them. They get you with your love. You know, and what had happened was that guy had told the little girl, he said, if you scream, I'll kill her. And they told the other little girl, if you scream, I'll kill her. And that was an example of them taking something that was so so pure, so good, and twisting it, using it for a bad thing. Anything can be used to, to do harm and cause harm. Even a lot of them can happen for that. Very often. So... I think that was a great first episode and, and, and kind of an introduction to who we are, who you are, who I am. And the listeners will get to know a lot more about each other. A lot more. And how we think and what we think about. A lot more. more. <laughs> and, and we'll have those open conversations. Wide open. Wide open conversations mm -hmm. about various topics. We're going to have some really interesting questions, so you got to tune in. You've got to tune in. So, so what are what? Let's rattle off three things, three topic areas that uh, the listeners curious about or interested in. They may want to stop back in and, and check out the podcast. Well, you know me. I, of course, I love anything dealing with intuition and um, your spiritual abilities. Mm. Um, I know we had mentioned talking about manifestation. Mm. And meditation. Meditation is good. Uh, so that's, that's that's a good three. Me, my three would be um, self self acceptance, self responsibility, respect for free will. I think those three things are huge, and I think they tie in perfectly in terms of of uh, combining. Your spiritual being, your spiritual living, your spiritual thoughts, your spiritual viewpoints, and 
moving through this world, the practical aspect of it, because each one of those three things can be broken down. Uh, they can be broken down and applied to. I think there's just about every topic we can talk about. So I'm accepted to talk about one this year. There's a lot of people really struggling. So. I agree. That's a, that's huge. Yeah, that is big. Self-acceptance. Self-responsibility, taking charge. It takes uh, a person to look inward. And sometimes that's scary. Yeah. That last one, respect for free will. <laughs> you, you can't learn to do that. Well, <laughs> you can have a hard time, you know. And not only respecting other people's free will, but demanding they respect yours. This is your life. I don't know if I demand so much, but I'm at a point now. I think I mentioned to you before, unapologetically being me. That's it. And you can either accept it or you don't. That's I don't it. have to demand anything from you, but I'm going to be me. Yeah, you, yeah I'm demanding you're going to respect you, my free will. You <laughs> can be free to be you. That's it. That's it. But I'm and I can be choose free to be around me. it or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. So that's 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 it. So let let's say that if if you definitely have an interest in any of those six topics, there'll be there'll be tons more. Um, but Absolutely. Meditation, uh, manifestation. Um, what was the other? Meditation. You said we're gonna start with manifestation. Spiritual intuitive and spiritual abilities. There you go. I would love to talk about topics um, like paranormal mm -hmm. topics because yeah. we have Halloween coming up. In the next month, yeah. Well, well, next month, yeah, it's next week. So, this is the time of the year that I get. Oh, I feel like I have so much energy because this is just my time of the year. And so, when you say that, my hair kind of stood up a while because for me, for me, it's like a time to learn a lot because I'm so curious and there's so many things I want to know about. But everything that has there's a there's a backstory. There's no concept that we have right now uh, that we're aware of that doesn't have roots going way back and back, back, back and back, you know, and that's, that's just, a, that's a lot to absorb, absorb and open your eyes to, to different things and you yeah. start to understand things a little bit better and why things are now the way they are. Where's that come from? What started that? It'd be nice to have a show in Boston. Not that Salem. Be, that would be pretty. Beautiful this time of the year. That would be cool. Salem. Mm -hmm. Massachusetts. That's where they had the witch trials at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That would be pretty. We may have to consider that. <laughs> we have to head up that way. And, uh, for a day or two. And, and do it up there. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Those are some of the things that we'll be talking about. And we, we are open to going forward, no matter when you hear this podcast, um, keep in mind that we're always open to new information and new topics to discuss. You give us your suggestions. Um, we'd love to talk about them. And if we don't know a lot about it, we'll learn about it. We'll learn about it. And, <laughs> and, 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 and there'll be cases where we go find people who do know a lot about it and we connect you with them um, so that you can learn more about that specific. Because a lot of people are experts in their, their area or their field. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And if there's nothing but a, maybe a brief introduction on a podcast or a link in the description or something, but something to point you towards some more useful information you want to share with the people on Amazon. And you want to favorite this podcast so that uh, or subscribe, subscribe to it so that you can get these updates. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to want to like that channel. You're going to want to like this, this video. And subscribe. And subscribe. And, um, and all of our social media. You can watch us grow over time. Mm -hmm. We'll put that in the, in the description box as well. And we welcome you to come on this journey with us. It's going to be fun. <laughs> on that note, you guys take care. Bye. Bye.